everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of More Than the Title. I'm your host, as usual, Jared Thomas, Chief Revenue Officer at Outside the Box Digital. And you know, I got my brother, my brethren, your favorite CEO, favorite CEO. I don't know what's up with his screen. What is going on? <laughs> Not during the intro. <laughs> Forecast on sabotage. Oh, that nigga took his took his view off. <laughs> you can't see me. Nah, brother, I see the camera in the back. You can't oh, see me. Nah, brother, nah, don't do it, brother. You can't see me. <laughs> see you, Shandy, see me? you see the shandy off the rim. <laughs> you can't see me. I right, now I can see you. Now we now we rocking. Fucked up. What's good though? You still chewing with up, baby? We ready to part or we ready to part? The system is down. The other podcast has slipped us a Mickey. <laughs> oh, no. They got my <laughs> boy freezing too. Listen, this is why I got them all black. Death to the other podcast. That's it's very not extreme. a podcast. That's very extreme. <laughs> <laughs> very extreme. Shout out to all the young brothers and sisters doing <laughs> Oh, we got lights. We got lights. We got lights. But it's not another podcast. No, hey, sometimes they be calling. You know what? what this? Call. We, we call. don't get a call all day all until five thirty-one. Mo, y'all, what's up? I forgot to say it was Tuesday. As a fact, they be like, "Can we talk strategies?" Like, you know, what the fuck out of here? You know we live at five thirty, bro. Know that? <laughs> Got to cut into our streaming time, bro. You know that, but you know, with that being said, you know, shout out to first of all, before we get house clean the idol, shout out to y'all, the Good listeners, day. the supporters, the grow, the followers. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, we're growing and glowing across every platform. We are now over a million views across all platforms. We're at 200,000 on YouTube. <laughs> In five months, y'all. So we grinding and we really appreciate your support, man. And, you know, as always, we got a great episode for y'all. Shout out to our distribution partners, the Live Podcast Network, the first woman-owned, black-owned podcast network. So if you want more content from creators such as More Than a Title, make sure you download the app and make sure you support your favorite creators. There it is. You know what I'm saying? With that, so you, you ready, my geyser? With that, let's start the show. <laughs> let's make it happen. So I'm, I usually we give you the, the, the crazy intro. Says I'm gonna just keep it so funky. This lady, first of all, reached out to her on a cold on a cold Instagram message. Saw oh, her, her, saw her, her, saw her episode. DM? You slid in the, the DM. DM. You slid in the DM. I was like, yo, <laughs> I had just been watching your episode, and I'm like, let me let me just see if I let me just see what happens. Right. You know what I mean? And, and this young lady responded. She's been so um. You know, responsible. She's been promoting the episode. She's been rocking out. So, if you're not familiar with this young lady, she was featured on BET's American Gangster Trap Queen. She's mm. also doing a ton in the community for justice reform, making sure there's opportunities for brothers and sisters who come home who've been incarcerated and make sure they have a second shot at life. She also has a book, A Year in a Day. Make sure you go cop that at everywhere you go get your books. Let's Sorry. make a give a round welcome for our guest. Miss Ayana B, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your, your story's crazy. First, is it true that you have a company uh, that you created for the people incarcerated with the soap on the rope? Like the new soap what? on the rope? There ain't no soap on no rope in no jail. Soap <laughs> that, on the rope in jail. That, that, that's what I thought you, you created the company with the soap on the ropes so and niggas ain't dropping the soap. No. <laughs> Oh, fucker, the strangle a motherfucker with soap on the road. The mask look mad puzzle mask. Like, wait a minute, where, where do we go with they soap on the road? Yeah, soap on the no rope. such thing as no soap on the rope and no gym. That's what I'm, 
I thought you had the company that was creating the soap on the road. I would not. No, no, no. You sure? You sure you it's sure? not an idea? Sure? Listen, let's talk after the show. We'll put we Dove on the rope for a moment. That don't make no sense. <laughs> I'll put Dove right on the rope. Baby. It's, well, you got to shout out to all the brothers and sisters in Carson. <laughs> I want to get the I want to get the podcast and JPay. <laughs> well, that, that's that's what, something that's, we can definitely talk about. That's something definitely that um yeah. should be happening actually. But, but um, how, so, so like, if you want to start that, like what 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 does mm-hmm. that look like? What is the entertainment and stuff like that? Like, yeah, we'll go through the entire story. But I'm just curious right off the rip. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, so I'm about out ten years now. I didn't even realize. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. I get a honest, horn. Yeah, I get a horn. Where did my horns at? Yesterday to me, like I don't feel like it's been that long of a time, but it actually this year is 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, much like um today is different. You know, people have I they got tablets in there now. You know, you could text, they have some some places have cell phones, so the communication is much quicker and faster, and you know, you have more access to outside of the world, you know, just like you said with JPay. So you think about this. Yeah. People have their tablets. They're ordering movies on there, but the, the they're charging them for like five and ten dollars a movie, and the movie lasts for twenty four hours, right? They gotta listen, pay to listen to music, pay mm-hmm. for phone calls. So that's the most expensive place to be right now. I think that they're paying more being in there than we're paying out here for rent, just on oh. that alone. I could imagine. That was expensive to live in jail than it is to be free. That's a hell of a statement to start the show. Message. That was a message. Definitely message. It's true. Mm. You got to think about that. Like, you know, you go inside, say, if, you know, if you're doing Fed time, they've already frozen your assets and anything that you have before you go in there. That makes it difficult for you to have funds to be able to fight and get a fair, you know, fair, fair, tri- fair shake, you know, because who's taking the Feds to trial, really? You know, nobody can afford to do that. Young so, bug. you know. I ain't got the young thug money. Gunner. (laughs) You don't you don't go you don't go to trial with the feds. Everybody knows that. But you know, if you um before you eat when you get into that situation, they already lock everything up for you to have no access to really be able to to really be able to fight for yourself. So you just really gotta accept what they're giving you. Then you get in there and now you start giving giving them even more money you know you, yeah. you're paying for jpay you're paying for tablets you're paying for phones you know you're doing all these you give people are busting down their accounts every month yeah. buying food from them you know what i mean like yeah. nah, you can't just be in here getting the free food you got to make them a funkos and everything you got to do you got to yeah. do all of that because mm-hmm. the more food you have that shows the power because you can't sit with actual bread in yourself right so you know this is how we exchange you know from the streets to inside you know, it's an exchange of what makes us feel strongest, richest. That's it. Yeah. All the shame in us. She, she ain't lying, man. I, you know, I try to tell these young boys real quick, and we're not going to get too far into this, but I try to tell these young boys about yeah. the fact that they just fucking stupid. That's just the best way to put it, man. And I tell them... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being real because you know what she talk about about fighting the feds. Like a lot of people don't know, it ain't the hard shit the feds get you for the murder. That's not the shit they get you for. That's not the football number shit. The, the easiest shit for the feds to get you on is their catch all. Is their catch all? It's the conspiracy charge. Conspiracy. The feds, the feds conspiracy charter 
that shit almost entitles breathing. Like, nigga, did you breathe around this person? Yeah. Did you breathe around this person at this said time? And you're like, well, I took two breaths. Oh, nigga, then you knew what was going on. And that's they. That's all like they got. They got a point. It could be years ago that you had a conversation. Long as they can prove you kinda knew, sorta, it's over yeah. for you. So that conspiracy shit is crazy. It's like the um NYPD's fucking disorderly conduct charge. Right. They, you know what I mean? That's the, the right. easiest way to just lock your ass up. You know what I mean? Monk says y'all stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the rail. <laughs> but, it's, but it's true. Yeah, what yeah, you're saying right. is so true. And this is how you end up having a mother, a father, a son, a daughter yeah. all in there at the same time because your moms knew what you was doing because you called her on the phone. You said this, come, you know, anything. So they can take your whole family just yeah. because you had to know what was happening. You know? And you know, that's how they apply pressure too. So they hit you with right. the, now if you don't take this deal, we know your mama didn't buy that house for herself. We know your auntie didn't buy that car. Like you said, with the freezing of the assets, not only are they going to take your assets, but they're going to track everything that they think anybody bought with that kind of money and take yeah. everything from everybody. That's why most people fold. It ain't because they scared of what's going to happen to them, but they know what, it's, yeah. what the feds will do to your family and they won't give a fuck. They put everybody out. Yeah, absolutely right. Thanks, absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Sis, I, 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 I'm ready to go into that story too. Oh, but also, like, matter of fact, do you yeah. want to get into the shit, sis? What's up? Because I get I'm, into it. I mean, I was know, listening to Queen's flip joint. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I was listening. Did you see flipping my son them. on there on Queen's. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. right now my son is in the feds. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. son. So we've been fighting oh, this case almost three years now, and um, he's going to be sentenced uh, in April. So this is the first time I even talk about him wow. being in this situation but i think it's only right because when you're talking to real people you want to talk about real things and you want you know your your demographic and your foundation of real people to know what's really real you yeah. know and so although you may see me here or there or doing x y and z i'm still going through what's called life and i have sons you know um my son was on queen's foot with me that's my yeah. youngest son i call him baby son that's um malik and um uh, malik um he got caught up in uh, a federal situation and we're waiting for sentencing in April. So, you know, I've been dealing with that for Pray. almost three years now. Yeah. So Pray I know up. exactly what's going on. Even though I ain't been in there in 10 years. I know what's going on today because I'm yeah. firsthand with it. Message. Ain't gonna lie to you. I got a 15 year old right now. I, I told him about this. I couldn't imagine not being able to do what you want to do as a parent to save your child. So like 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 what advice? I'm just curious, sis. Like what advice would you give your son to keep him to keep his head up and uplift his spirit? Uh every day we just, you know, every day I just we we're, we're most mostly alike, me and my youngest son. You know, uh, each one of my sons has a piece of me that I just see in them. And so one thing I know is that he's always gonna have his head up, he's always gonna be smiling. You're not gonna know if anything's good or if anything's bad, because he just he just smiles through everything and he's just going to take it on the chin and he's going to stand on his tin as well. So, Love you know, when he's doing whatever he's doing, I'm saying to him, you know, well, you can't do X, Y, and Z because you got, you know, you got a son, you got your own family, you know, try to put things in place legitly. And it's like, as soon as you, tr you start to make those moves, this is when that's, you know, that's when everything starts tumbling down. So that's one of the things that happened. Um, unfortunately, he wasn't able to, to make the transition um soon enough and so now we're in this space but he definitely always says to me ma look there's no reason for you to ever cry or be sad about if anything ever happens to me because there's consequences to this and if someone's gonna do if they're gonna be involved in this then they have to accept the consequences that comes with it and he's like and if that ever happens just know that i'm gonna 
deal with my consequences. So message. Message. That that's real. You gotta stand on your just stand you on. Stand yeah. on. So when Every we go when we're in the visiting room, it's like, you know, we just we just give love and be happy, crack jokes, smile, laugh, and talk about, you know, the the things that need to be put in place so that when he returns home that it's a successful return for him. That's that's what's up. I, I can't lie. I, I can't visit anybody in prison. I've done I've done it twice. I would yeah. never do it again. So it's I couldn't tough. imagine doing that for your child. That, that's that's not true. That's not true. I'm not doing it again, bro. That's that's not true. Is that true? You know why I'm gonna tell you that's not true? Because you never know what type of situation might get somebody locked up. You understand? You a big family person. God forbid, let's say pops had to defend the family, right? Pops had to defend the family, and in the meantime, before they clear the charge or whatever, they lock him up. You're not you gonna go see your pops, you understand what I'm saying, or something like that. Like you understand, you remember. The, the system that we're in right now is not for us. It's against us. How many times have you seen people, right? Remember the old guy in the store? The, the, chick, the chick came in to buy potato chips with the EBT. He like, yeah. nah, you can't buy that with that. She knew you can't fucking buy that with that. She ain't have no money. She go out, get the boyfriend. He come in. This dude is like 70. The dude go behind the counter, beat the dude up. The dude defended himself in his own establishment yeah. as a human being in his workplace, end up killing the dude in self-defense. And you think the police actually took the time to fucking investigate? No, the fuck they didn't. They locked his ass up first, and it took pressure from the community and all that to get his ass out. And then for them to drop the charges. But they locked him up first. You understand right. what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. You never know what type of situation might arise when you're not doing anything malicious. You might be protecting yourself and your family, and you have to kind of sit up until you can clear shit up. And you need that support, bro. Trust me. That support goes a long fucking nah, way. I, I, I had a whole army out there that we will not be moved. All that other <laughs> shit. But I'm not going in that motherfucker. I'm just saying. Let me tell you something, right? Let me tell you something, right? I, um, real quick, you know, Ayana, and I, I support you in that because, um, you know, we, we urban kids. So we understand. We ain't fucking stupid. We know the shit that we was doing when we was younger was wrong. Like, let's, I never, I never, we never made no fucking excuses and made no make-believe shit that what we was doing was right. We knew what we were doing was wrong. We just was doing it to try to better our situations. Like you said, he just didn't get a chance to kind of turn the corner before, you understand? It's, it's, it's a gamble, right? right? You gotta be lucky. You gotta be lucky 100% of the time. That's why I tell the youth, right? This is why y'all so fucking stupid. Y'all don't understand it's a numbers game. As a criminal, anybody doing something illegal, you got to be lucky 100 over 100. The yeah. cops only got to get lucky once. Once. So the numbers is in their favor. You got to be lucky every time you do some illegal shit. Every single fucking time. They only yeah. got to get lucky once. Message. Yeah. And so. But, but you're that, right that's, about that. That's a, a, the numbers game. That's the way to look at it because it only takes them one time. One time. They can stay on it. One time. So yeah. that, that's a perfect segue, sis. Because yeah. when I was listening to your Queens Flip interview, you sounded mm -hmm. like you, you had the you had a, our story. You know what I'm trying to say? You know, we we rock it out, we going to school, we partying, being a little, you know what I mean, a little rebellious. We doing our yeah. thing, we outside, and then shit gets real. We got you got a nice job, shit got real. Can you just walk us through like kind of what and as we go into you know what led you into the events to, to lead you to prison? Well, you know, just like you said regular person living life you know you know how it goes in our urban neighborhoods even though you know you you try to you know i, I worked I, you know i was a person who worked i was not like you know out there like that but you know I, I went to i went to work i was working one time i was working two jobs and going to school i had two young sons right uh, yeah. and yeah. and um 
what do you do? You know what I mean? What do you do? You do the right thing. You try to do the right thing. You continue to, to do what you know is best. But I didn't realize how much of a hole that I was really in. You know, I was in a hole. Like I was, I was being swallowed up by something that wasn't even for me to be swallowed up in. You know what I mean? But um, coming from a family who no matter what happens to, you know, no matter what so-and-so does, anybody does, you know, you love them unconditionally. And that's just how I, how I viewed life. And so. Hold on, hold on Ayana. I, I love you to death. Bro. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. I just, I, I love his heart, but we, oh. <laughs> I, let, I, let, I let the first one go. I let, I let it I, go. go. When you said it the second time, the tone was just, the tone was <laughs> you know you my you my sis. When you say yeah, that's what the system swallowed me up, nigga. Like, oh, this. Listen here now. You my sis. You my sis. You my sis. That's real. They were thinking that at home. Those are my people. This is what I try not to do. What I try not to do because I think that what has taken what's been a cloud over my story yeah. is the fact yeah. that you know I had a, I was in a relationship in which my partner yeah. was substance abuse right yeah. so I don't like to zoom to that all the time and the reason why is because Absolutely. at the time I did at the time I did trap queens I didn't know what I'm going on here to do like it was no script nothing like that you just get in there five minutes you meet these people in two seconds and boom tell us this and it's like wow where did you learn that from you know what I mean? it's kind of yeah. like it was so I didn't. I want to always say that I never. My intention was never to put anyone else in a certain light, and I never really wanted to do that. So when I talk about it, I want to say from my end of what I experienced without overcasting another person. So on my end, I respect. That. I was in a situation where there was substance abuse in the home, yeah. right? And so that was my partner my family and i felt that i had a responsibility to that addiction as well i had a responsibility mm. to that addiction and to protect and cover my children from it as well right and then find some kind of way to still get up every day and go to work like everything is is good um that's what it was and so if anybody has dealt with a family member or friends that, or, you know, you've been out and you've seen other, you happen to other families and out on the street, like substance abuse is a monster. Fact. It's a monster. <laughs> right. And I didn't, I didn't understand how much of a monster that it was. Now I grew up in my family, you know, my family comes from the 70s, they smoked weed and, you know, they did all of that, you know, but this was something else. It was something else. And I didn't know how deep the situation was. I really didn't know much about it. All I knew was that, okay, your family's doing bad. You you know you you yeah. help them out, and, what and that's what that's what I was doing. But when I say that I was falling in a hole, is because I was trying to put an armor on my back to fight a situation that I didn't have the tools to fight. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. I didn't have the tools to fight that, and so it would it dep I was it depressed me, right? Yeah. Yeah. It depressed me, and so when you think about that, I'm depressed. I'm smiling trying to make everyone else look and seem normal as possible. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. Um, but things was, the math wasn't mathing. <laughs> yeah. Math no. wasn't mathing. And yeah. um, honestly, 
to, to be very honest, because I know a lot of people deal with this and it's hard to talk about, right? Yeah. A lot of people carry something like that. They're not here today to talk about it because it, it'll kill you. Yeah. It'll make you want to kill yourself. And I faced that many times myself just as well. So that's why I try to take away from the substance abuse and tell you my side that's because right. there's a whole different side. Like there's a plenty of family members or friends who deal with a person who has had that situation and we never really talk about how it affects us. You know, you're oh. trying to pay for it. You're trying to pay for it. You're trying to pacify the person, make them happy. You don't want to see them get sick. You don't want to see them out here messed up. But while you're doing that, you know, you, you got to pay rent. You got to keep lights on. You got to have food. Your kids got to make sure that they're not going to school, getting teased, picked on, or looking like there's some craziness going on in your home. So that was a lot for one person to juggle Absolutely. while falling themselves. That was, that was so, But trying seeing somebody spiral that you love and trying to get them help. And when and anybody who knows with, with substance abuse, you have family members, right? I had an uncle that died from an alcoholism, same birthday as mm -hmm. me, love him to death. You know what I'm trying to say? And he right. would just tell me straight up and down, like, yo, I'm gonna live and I'm gonna die the same way I live. I'm gonna be me. Right. And, you know, and, and, and it breaks your fucking heart. You know what I'm trying to say? So yeah. you can't help somebody that don't want to be helped. You know what I'm saying? And, and especially with you holding the family down. So I could imagine, as you're saying that, I'm hearing the, like, I could hear the pressure that you was in. Yeah. You know what that's I'm trying to say? That's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. No, it's real. Yeah, it's just, I'm just, you know, I'm not this, again, everything that I'm saying, I'm an honest person that's most real. of the time. <laughs> so, well, yes, I'm <laughs> I didn't hit you with the button, but the message would do it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You know, um, I always, no matter what it is, if someone's gonna, if someone asks me a question, I'm gonna answer as honestly as it is. It's a real, it's it's real. There's no shortcut in that. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was for me. And to this day, I, you know, I can still feel that. You know, I still feel that because the after effects are like I just told you. I have a son in federal prison right now. You know, when I myself was starting my prison sentence, my this son of mine was just graduating high school moving into his first year of college, right? Mm. But then my case started, accounts was frozen, everything, meaning I couldn't even finish doing what I needed to do for him to get into school. So then I go away to prison. So he's got a mom going to prison in the feds and he's got a dad on the street facing substance abuse. So, you know, I, there's a whole nother story right there for just his life of, you know, yeah, what they had to go through as kids. Like, you know, they were displaced yeah. and Either this is what was going to happen. Either the streets were going to win or what else, right? So, again, none of these things are excuses on why we make bad decisions. I'm just pointing out there's a lot of contributing factors to a person when they're making decisions. And so my decisions were based off of a lot of contributing factors. And I was using an escape route from it all. Like, I... I really, I didn't think about any consequences. I didn't think about this is right or this is wrong. I talked to myself only. This is a foolproof plan. <laughs> yeah. I can do this and I can do that because I know how to fix this in the system here. I'm going to take this check here. Boom, I'm going to put it in there and then I'm going to pay it back. Like, yeah, for real, I'm going to pay it back. Yeah. How? Yeah. You know what it's, I mean? But it sounds good now, sis. I go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got me most of me. I'll take a risk. That's exactly how I. That's exactly how yeah. I talked about it. Because yeah. who talks themselves out of doing something that's yeah. crazy that they really feel they they know what they're doing? Nobody. Yeah. But I don't want. I don't. 
I don't want to do that because mm-hmm. here's the thing. And yeah, we're gonna be honest. Let's be all the way honest. Absolutely. The reason that a lot of us do the things that we do is because the system is designed to put us in a position where we feel like we have no choice. Let's let's just be perfectly fucking clear. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The system is designed to stick a bunch of us in one general area, low income, poverty. That's what the projects were. Remember how the projects were created, right? As yeah. a project, right? As a test. Let's see how almost like animals. How are people going to react with no food, no money, you know, no water, no income? How are they going to react? So, you know, society's not fucking dumb and they continue, they continue to keep us down and they continue to to keep us in these situations because they want us to make those mistakes. Because the moment we make a mistake, they can close a bunch of doors on us and say, oh, you made this mistake. Now you can't do this. And now you can't be that. And now you can't do this. And now it frees up for them and their families to be able to do it. Let's, let's be absolutely clear on that. You know what I mean? So when we talk about substance abuse, yes. There might be drugs and there might be alcoholism, but let's talk about the substance of just economic depravity and just growing up like 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 mass. We talked about like how do you explain to a fish water? How do you explain water to a fish? Right. How do you explain economic depravity and poverty to to a child that's just growing up seeing and understanding a certain thing like cut it out already? Like, what do you expect? Not saying that, again, we can't turn the corner, not saying that every child is going to be there. There might be the one or two that 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 get out. But. For the most part, the masses, because it's all a mass experiment, the masses are not going to be able to break free from it. Right. You know what I mean? So we, I think we need to, I think we need to give ourselves a little bit more fucking credit Mm because it's not like a lot of us are coming from like silver spoon shit, trust fund shit, and we're just fucking up because we're stupid. No, a lot of us are coming from the same poverty, the same fucking rat infested buildings, piss infested, welfare, that type of situation. And we're all looking for a way to survive. And, and, and we're busting our ass to be in that situation. That everybody gets yeah. fucking tired. Everybody has a break. I get tired, bro. That's a fact. Right. And, 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 and let me ask you something, Mass. Let's keep it real, right? Whether you alone or whether you for your family, right? At what point when you hungry enough, or you going to be like, fuck that. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to eat. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Motherfucker, I'll growl if I got to eat. Right. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker, my kids, we eat right. it. You know right. what I'm saying? That's a right. fact, you know, though. So, so guess what, right? So you could put yourself in a position to feed your family the same way, like Ayana's talking about the some, same way somebody else could say, nigga, I did what I had to do because my family needed to eat. And that's it. Right. But but that's a good question, sis. Can I ask you a real ass question? Yeah. Was it based on financial hardship or was it based on like, yo, I just I just know I'm bigger and better. Like this situation isn't me. I want to ball. I want to live a life that I know I, I deserve. Was it was it either or? Like how, what came from It was decision? all of it. It was gotcha. every single last aspect of that because you know, I was working at a, a college, like, you know, I was trying to figure out my way. I'm young, you know, I'm a young lady trying to figure out my way. I know there's more to life. I went to, you know, I lived in Boston, but I went to school in the suburbs. I was in a Metco program. So I knew a better way. I just didn't know how to, I didn't have the knowledge or anyone that I could speak to, to do another way. I knew from my mom, mm. you know, you go to work and you, you know, you get what you need by going to work, but you barely getting by going to work. She was a single mom with three girls, right? So I did know more than she did because I had opportunity to have a a better education than that. So it's not like I'm dumb or anything, right? But then you develop this, okay, well, it's good over here, but this is where I really live. I stopped even wanting to go out there because this is crazy. Like, I'm going out here, everybody's wearing Benetton and guests, and I'm over, you know what I mean? Like, I don't talk like them. I don't, we don't look the same. We don't know the same things. And when I go home to the hood, that's where I live. So before I graduated high school, like I stopped going to school out there because that was just, 
you you gain split personality, you know, like on um, this code switching thing. Yeah. And then you are stuck in this place and it's like, but I know of a place that's better. How do I get there? I started, you know, I'm very intelligent. I learned a lot of things. I got into the music industry. I started learning that business. And so that was my escape route, actually, you know, learning that business. And then being at Emerson College was, um, being at Emerson College was an opportunity to get involved in it, you know, to mm. really get involved in it. Yeah. And so I did that. Um, I made connections. I had that already. And so that was my escape from the reality of home and what was going on in there. And now I felt like I knew who I knew. I, I know I'm somebody. I got this. If I could just get to where I need to be. And if I, I need this bread to fly there, I need to bring everybody with me. I need to meet, I, like I put myself in position Yeah. based off of what I was doing that was wrong. I put myself in position and that was my escape route from my reality Nasty. and I myself I was making a name for myself uh, a good name you know and um but you can't you can't <laughs> the two don't coexist you know they, they don't coexist you can't do I, I disagree it does it well, just it, it doesn't, it doesn't exist for us. it don't exist for us they do that shit every day yes it's, it's they about do that how it's about day. how yeah Exactly. You know, so I, me, I yeah, can't, yeah. You, you can't steal, have a paper trail of stealing, right? Method. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that and then be like, oh, yeah, this is how you do it. No, the way they do it is legally stealing, right? We don't, we don't do it the same. So we don't have the opportunity, we don't have the access to do it the same. So I did it the way that I did it. They do it the way they do it. I, I still, right? I still disagree because they leak. They fucking illegally steal too. They get locked up too. It's just, it's just, it's just a lot of times they don't get caught because, or if they get caught, they don't do no time enough because they just got friends that help that shit go well, away. That's what I'm saying. The access, right. the access, access that they have, yeah. we yeah. don't have that. So if had I had the access, right, matched with that, that right. wouldn't have never happened. That would have been like, okay, we right. just scoot this here and just keep this moving, right? right. Yeah. But again, you can't you can't have it that way without the whole. You got to have the whole setup. Yeah, you got to have the whole setup. If you don't have the whole setup, you're definitely not going to win. And we, like you said, that I agree with you. We don't ever have the whole setup. Mm. We always have the Kool Aid, no sugar, the milk, no cereal. There's something missing. Message. Oh, yeah. She's now. She parted now. Oh, did you, you, gotta, you gotta go do it. This is a two-hour pod, Ayana. No, <laughs> you know, gotta fit it into an hour. She's like, I'm gonna give her what I can give her. I gotta get the fuck no, out I'm of here. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely. If, if I miss the other thing, I'm just gonna miss it. No, we rock what she says. You know what? What we and we don't jump into questions, right? And you know that this yeah. is not yeah. clickbait. You talk about whatever you feel comfortable talking about, because we're not going for shock value. What we want to do, plain and simple, is to make people realize that, guess what? We're human beings and we make fucking mistakes, right? Right. But understand, just because you made a fucking mistake doesn't mean that you can't turn your life around and still be successful at it, right? No. But once you're successful at it, I feel like the mistakes that we made, we owe it back to the youth to come back and be like, yo, I made that mistake. Don't do that shit. Don't go through door number two. Right. right. You understand? Right, you know, just you know, let me help you out, shorty, because I see where you're going, and I can help you get there in two steps instead of ten. You yeah. know what I mean? So you know, be you know, be proud of that because um, a lot of um, our culture, our predominant, you know, 
heads of state at this point got a phenomenal struggle story. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, fuckers ain't all clean, right? Okay. Not at all. Oh, right, right, right. So you know what I'm saying? Um, I just think that we need to stop the fairy tale shit. Let's be let's keep it. It's a numbers game, people. Like, yes, some people make it out, but the majority do not. That's the, that's the answer. Some people will make it out, but the majority, unfortunately, will not. And not that's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. That's the absolute truth. Yeah, not everybody. Yeah. And it's not it's not set up for everybody to win. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not. You know, remember, but, remember, jails is privatized, right? Again, see, we talk about we talking about that circle, right? Yeah. Remember, remember what the chain gang used to be down south. Remember what it used to be. People used to get wrongly convicted just to go work in a chain gang is free labor. Free labor. Free free labor. Free ain't no fucking difference. You know how much money they make off of um off of privatized jails? You could you could fucking buy stocks on the stock market with that. Hayes, look it up right now because I know you're watching, man. Find me some stock in 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 Sing Sing. <laughs> Fish kill, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's fish kill stock going for right now, Hayes? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, ain't on a dollar. Everything is a business. If people can't make money, if people can make money off of it, they're gonna buy into that and they're gonna invest into that business. They don't care what it is. They, you know, because money becomes the ultimate goal for everybody. And you know, like nowadays, I, I think about, wow, but I really can't believe it's been 10 years. That's crazy. I just um, really realized that. But well, I remember, give a horse, yeah, give a I'm, I remember, you know, I'm going toward. Come on. Every time I, every nah, time yeah. I hear that shit, you're getting a horn. Yeah, nah, <laughs> and I want to say congratulations to you. I want to say you. congratulations to you because you know the number one thing they say about recidivism. You understand what I'm saying? About yeah. getting out. And they be like, yeah, we see you back soon. You ain't going to change. You know what I mean? So it's been 10 years. I want to I want to personally give you a clap. And say, you. You know, congratulations you. Me for getting out and, and, and staying out for a decade. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not an easy task. And for anybody that's never been in there or been in trouble or been in cuffs, period, you don't know what it's like. You, you don't. don't. And, you and should want to know. I do want to know because we're going to want to scare straight them. But before we do, <laughs> we got to pay some bills. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hold on. Just Hold in on. case you got yeah, your more than a title merch, you get your shirts, your beanies, your caps. I might be on your ass next week if you don't yeah. buy a cup. <laughs> I got <laughs> I'm trying to run a business here. I got my cup. I mean, stuff. listen, hold on, but what, what else going to keep your, your, your tea hot for two hours or your, your yak cold with one cube of ice not other than one of these right here? You know what I'm talking about? Not a motherfucker. Not a motherfucker. I'm not talking about, right? But, go. you know, just in case you're thinking like, damn, I wish I could get that cup. Here, go again. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, and you already know what time it is. Let's start the show. The business, y'all, my fault. But since, you know, <laughs> I enjoy when you do that. That actually like tickles me. <laughs> yeah, y'all sponsor. Y'all don't give a fuck. We do one of the best ads. I don't give a fuck. So yeah. Nike, all y'all brands, y'all holidays, yeah. man. You know what I mean? You yeah. ain't getting a discount, but we'll do this yeah. shit much better when you pay us. Let me let me ask, let me ask you a question, please. Um, <laughs> yes, I want to ask you a personal question, if I may, because um, it directly relates to me, and I just want to know: Did you experience this um yourself? Um. So when I was growing up, my family was heavily into the streets and my mother had one rule for me. Uh, her rule was, you want to know something, you want to learn something, you come learn it from me. Don't be in the fucking streets yeah. learning it from these fucking knuckleheads. Anything you want to learn, because they was doing it anyway, she said, you come learn it from me, I teach it to you the right way. And and she did. And, to, and listen, our relationship, for better or worse, was like, God damn, like, my mother taught me some shit. She taught me how to truly survive hustle, but 
how did you feel did your sons ever come to you and kind of like question you about it or kind of embrace that kind of life and say hey if i am gonna do it you know can you kind of give me some pointers was that ever that's a real question that's real yeah yeah i'm gonna be very honest yeah. when my, they never came to me to ask me anything they're very sneaky right <laughs> very sneaky but i know but i know them right so i knew i knew that i had to keep on uh, my youngest son i knew i had to keep four eyeballs on him because this was around the time when you know everybody now they're selling sneakers so it'll be yeah. like yo mom can i stay home today because the this new release is coming out i'm gonna go to the nike stores five of us gonna go we want to camp out and you know he started doing that thing and then mm -hmm. I, I i didn't you know this was a new thing that kids are doing so i really didn't know too much about it but i was like all right you can camp out there i drove him and his friends down there He's calling me like, yo, mom, look how much money I made. I sold, we were the first five in line. So we sold our spots in line for 150. So that means I was able to get four pairs. I'm thinking, what? You know, mm. like, how did you, what did it? you know? So I yeah. knew that if you don't own a sneaker store, it's going to be something else. Right? <laughs> oh, I thought <laughs> you hit me with the message. Oh, yeah. Word. The things that set it off with me and, and you know he was already like doing the saving the money and you know he, he already was doing that but applying it to a different business right so and that was when he was in middle school so just as he you know got old and he's a basketball kid my kids was in sports you know i had them in everything so that they would be busy never in the streets yeah. football basketball karate yeah. we did karate class together everything you know so it was like I felt like I had a handle on on that. And if anything they needed to ask me or wanted to know that there's never feel like they can't ask mom or say it to mom, but everyone's going to feel how they feel, but they sneak, you know, they, they sneak. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was, I was going to ask you too. So that was, I love that question. I ain't going to hold yeah. you bro, like that. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's real. Cause I have conversation. I do what you did, what your mom did to use what I do with you. You know what I do with Jameer. Mm -hmm. so if you're gonna do anything in the street, yo, you let me know what's going on, whatever, whatever. If you're gonna smoke, you ain't smoking, da, 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 whatever. You know what I'm saying? You don't smoke behind nobody, you don't do none of that shit. You holler at me, whatever that other shit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm curious yeah. to you too. Like, when when you when you started it, right? When you started getting like, what was the moment? How long, first of all, how long did you do what you were doing that got you locked up? How long? And if you could explain what you were doing to the people who, who are not familiar with the series. All right. So, so I went to I went to prison twice. So okay. the first time, um, how the how the plan worked was that I was in position <laughs> as a student. I was a director of student accounts, and so in that position, the so checks would come in from the banks to my office, and I would you know I would be responsible for making sure they were appropriated the right way, and that it was entered into the system right, and that it went off to the proper accounts, right? Ooh, uh -oh. I'm back. <laughs> Ain't, so, ain't from with a bag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other podcast, I'm fucking. Another podcast, you see? You see what the other podcast be doing? Ain't see? Podcast. Oh, it's see, fucking up your equipment and all that. That's crazy, man. You all are bad. You know the podcast. You gotta stop that shit, man. <laughs> you all are bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what I would do is, what I end up doing is, instead of appropriating it where they were supposed to go, I just took the checks and deposit them into my own personal accounts. And so 
you see how smart that was? Like your own personal account. Like why you didn't put it somewhere else? But that's because I didn't want anyone to know what I was doing. So I couldn't, you know, get people because that's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. So when the first one worked, it was probably like 900 and something dollars, maybe something like that. And I put it in there. The next day it was clear. And I was like, okay. I went, I pulled the money out. And from there, it just was, okay, I'm going to put this back. <laughs> right? I'm put it right back in the cookie jar. <laughs> never. It never happened. I never had a plan on how to put it back or how it would fix it. I just knew that once that one time worked, that it was just off and running from there. Shit. And that lasted for about two years, maybe two, two and a half years. How often, how frequently would you take it? Would you do one like once a week, twice a week? Like how, what was the frequency? It started off like that one time, then I didn't do it again for like maybe over a month. Then, it was like, wow, okay, well, let me try that again. So the numbers were higher and higher every time. So it was probably about one time I had like, about 50, 50K sitting in my account with, you know, a couple of, you know, about maybe 10, 15 at home, you know, and I couldn't even tell you how many it was actually. Wait a minute. I think when we were caught, they were saying it was like over 280 checks or something like that. So, I mean, if you think maybe, maybe a couple a month, you know, see how how long it lasts and stretched out, but. Can can I I keep it real with you against this? Yeah. Let me, keep, let me keep it all the way funky with you. I was listening to your story earlier. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, God damn, you did it was like that many checks. You know what the, the part of the story that, that killed me? You started a label. Since I'm like, what you spitting? Was you rapping? What the fuck happened with that? <laughs> You're supposed to be in Mexico with Stoney from no. Set It Off. And you used to be chilling somewhere. <laughs> this is this is what I'm telling you. When you when this stuff is happening, you don't think, right? You're not thinking for real. Like, I'm not thinking for real. Like, if I was really had a, a real big money scheme and I was no nothing around me going on and I was really like okay I'm gonna do XYZ gonna do it like this and put the nuts and bolts I wasn't thinking of I wasn't thinking like that I was just thinking today go do this come back I, I wasn't thinking about getting away with nothing because in my head ain't nothing was happening wrong you know what I mean I so that was my mental at the time honestly but I didn't st- so the thing is I don't know why they said label I didn't start a label right okay. I started a man like I started learning the business and I didn't know what in the business I wanted to do. So I learned the whole piece and I started managing artists that had independent labels. So Mm. I didn't ever have my own record label. And then I did like my own music conference. And, you know, I did that here. Like, um, you'll see Jimmy Henchman was my keynote speaker. I had like DJs, Clinton Sparks. I used to go out to core DJs. I remember um, um, core DJs. I used to go out there. We'd go to TJ's DJs. I mean, this is back when Gucci Man first, Icy first came out. I mean, I was there when the record broke. Like, I put myself in the mix of where I wanted to be so I could be successful. You know? That was that. I saw the pictures with Mano, everybody. I was yeah. like, yeah. no, because when you when I heard start a label, I'm like, first of all, damn, she started a label. And if second of all, why the fuck you ain't signed me? I'd have got her. <laughs> <laughs> why the fuck you ain't have bars? You know what I'm <laughs> no, up. I didn't I didn't start a label. I was managing. I really, you know, I always wanted to be or consider myself to be a teacher kind of person, right? So I was learning the business so that I could teach people that I knew that had started labels around the town. I wanted to teach them how to run their music business. And that's what I was really interested in doing. Like the label part, I didn't want to do, but I could uh, walk a, walk somebody into a label to 
you know, get them a deal or whatever. I mean, I was, I, I was making a name for myself. I did. Mm. And do you still yeah. maintain those relationships, sis? I have a lot of those relationships because they're, they're like, they turn into your mentors and your friends, you know? And I, I mean, I have a lot. Of, and, and most of them never knew that anything happened to me. They didn't know nothing about the story until I actually called I them could... to tell them about to be on it. <laughs> they didn't know. That's <laughs> didn't crazy. Know. That's yeah. right. So, so then, then, then take us through it. I don't, your chat, you're freezing a lot, bro. That's the only reason I'm asking questions. I don't know if you're asking a question or not. You know, I'm used to your timing. Hold on, hold on my fault, baby. You said I'm freezing? <laughs> Yeah, bro, you hit me with the Chinese lip. You like, bro, you going that? Like, you do like this. You stuck. I don't know, bro. It's, it's fucking me up. Nah, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Maybe I gotta the other podcast, man. They put the woo juice on me. I don't know what the fuck is going on, man. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what the woo juice, but let's give it a whirl. But This is dope. This is one of the best interviews ever. Thank you, sir. No, we, we didn't even uh -oh. get to the shits. We, we, didn't, we didn't even get to the shits yet. I mean, my, my dude say just kick hold it. Hold on, hold on. So you, so you, you, let, it, you, let, it, you let it go past that. Sis, I need to hear that again because he know we're going to clip that up. I need loud and clear for the people out here. More than the title world, Ayana Bean's about to speak. More than a title is one of the best podcasts I've been on, honestly, because I'm going to tell you what I don't like about podcasts, right? Exactly. They don't know how to or what questions to ask. And sometimes it's like, okay, I don't know how you want me to answer either. Like, you, you got to feel people out. It takes me some time to warm up to people sometimes, but some people want you to be, you know, I don't I don't drink like that. You know what I mean? I do mimosas every now and then with my friends when we go out, but I'm not like that. So when I go to a studio and they're like, what you want to drink? I just be like, I, I don't want to be on camera doing that in the first place, right? Um, second, it's like, you know, I'm just a, you know, it's just me. So I like to, you know, and I don't feel offended by anything anyone has to say. So it's kind of like, just have a cool be who you are and do what you do. You know what I mean? Uh, so I love when I feel like everything's real. Yeah. And this is this one of so I appreciate it. Come on, since you're at home, because the main reason we, we 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 created this is for real. A space, mm -hmm. a safe space for the truth. That's what Kat said to Shay, right? Yeah. So we're going to create this because nobody, uh, no, first of all, from my neighborhood, I know I told this story before, but I said this on stage last week, right? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I live in, I live in the Bronx, right? So I'm in Parkchester, eight floors, seven fucking apartments in each one, right? I used to yeah. walk home when I used to work at Starbucks, I used to trap and all. I used to look at all the lights on the fucking building. I used to be like, yo, damn, what are the stories of the people that live here? Yeah. That live with me, right? Who the fuck, how they, how they short? I know brothers that got killed didn't even get on the news. Right. Yeah. How the right. fucking story's not like, I knew this brother. You know what I'm saying? Like that was my guy. How the fuck his story is not being told? But we're talking about some lady winning the lottery in New Hampshire. Who gives a right. shit? Right. Everybody always wins the lottery in New Hampshire. I'm moving out there, sis. As soon as we get this money, wait, hold up, Matthew. With that being said, sis. With that being said, sis, we gotta pay some bills. We'll be right back. <laughs> you know we gotta pay some bills. Please, y'all. If y'all gonna get us to New Hampshire, just sign, just scan real quick. If you're on desktop, you could take out your phone and you could just pull it sideways. It's gonna take you right to the shirt. We got all your sizes in two. Three, one. <laughs> we got all your sizes, flavors, all that shit. Shit is crazy. We're gonna make that for IR. We're gonna make a special yeah. shirt. We got you. We got your song. Oh, I'll wear it. I will. We got you, sis. And, and so what was this? So you did that for you said for like two years, right? About two years, yeah. Two so that was my first case. So two years, like um, they say a quarter of a million dollars, and I left though. I left before, like it's not like they came there. What happened is mm. I felt like I was never going to stop. I told my sister, like, yo, 
I, if I don't leave this place, <laughs> I'm going to be doing this. Something's going to happen. I got to leave here. So I went and I, I resigned from there and I went to Berkeley College of Music. Okay. But a position where I wouldn't have access to, like I was doing my own rehab, right? Yep. I was going to go to a place that I didn't have, that wasn't part of the position. Mm. So when I was went over to Berkeley, I was there for maybe like mm, shy of six months. And then they came, you know, there was some people that came in, you know, they were talking to different people in their offices, these two guys. And I was like, oh, it's auditing time. You know, I'm in my office, you know, I got all my stuff together. It's mm -hmm. auditing time. And, you know, by the time they came to my office, you know, I had everything ready. It was cool, right? Mm -hmm. Why they want to talk to me out the office? <laughs> so oh, I was thinking, and uh -oh. I had, oh, because I got the bigger position. We can't talk in here with the little people. We got to go somewhere else. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was real. That was real. <laughs> I'm outside. I got this yeah. bread. Go, this is big business in my office, so we got to go outside. Yeah. So when we got in the room and, uh, you know, we got into the conference room, we were talking, you know, and um, they were asking me about the position, you know, what I like my day to day. I'm like, all right, I'm giving them my day to day. And then the dude turns around. He goes. So is that what you were doing at? Emerson and oh. I was like oh so <laughs> <laughs> that's when that happens at the exact moment you're like oh huh? yeah I just froze I froze yeah and I was oh. like I'm like okay am I under arrest facts mm. you know and he's like not yet <laughs> and I was like, I said, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything else until you know I have representation. Is what I said. Yeah. And so, um, they was like, okay, we're gonna, you know, they told me they was gonna cuff me up. We was gonna go out of the building. He's like, I'm not gonna embarrass you or whatever. We're gonna stand. One of us is gonna stand on each side of you. We're gonna, I'm gonna put my jacket over you so no one can see that, right? So, you know that's, they didn't do that for me. That's you wasn't they didn't love, do that no. for me. They did that for no, the institution, not for me. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? They didn't do that for me, right? Uh, but it was like spring break, so there weren't students around or whatever, but there was, you know, staff and faculty. So, um, But again, I appreciated that. Like I said, I, I don't have a story of being mistreated in the process at all, neither time, mm. right? So that's one thing I don't have. I was, you know, I actually got a slap on the wrist both times because it could have, what I was facing was more was way more than I did but they handled they didn't handle me like that so I have you know I don't I don't have that you know over processed story or anything I was treated with respect I was treated with dignity I was given a chance and you know that's really really what happened to me that's really exactly what happened so I love the yeah. realness, sis. Your realness is, yeah, I ain't gonna lie to you. Give me that shit, yo. I did. I'm telling you, I did. And I, I just remember uh, when I was at the plate, when I when they took me in there and I was um <laughs> in the cell and he let me call my sister, he was like, the um, the officer was like, that was real stupid for you to do. <laughs> I was like, okay. I know that was stupid, you know, but that's the, probably the most raunchy it got for me, like him saying that. That was real stupid, you know? Right. And it was. But it wasn't was wrong. It, it, it I mean, was she, part of your journey. I, the I ain't going to lie. She hits with the, with, the, with the paid in full. Like, I can lead the streets. But would they still love me? Would they love me? Would they love me? Hustling my phone. They're going to never stop this shit. Yo, 
All you needed to do is say Lamborghini a couple times and you'd be like Mike Barron. <laughs> I said, I ain't never said no, Lamborghini's, Lamborghini's for you. I bought the most cars in San Diego in 18 months. Shout out to my man, Mike Barron. Shout out to my brother. I didn't even get, I didn't even have luxury cars. So what, what's the most baller thing that you did with the brand? Like, if you don't mind telling us, we're having a real conversation. I just bought a house. Like, taking besides taking trips and going to all those, you know, like, yeah, going yeah. to those events was expensive. Yeah. You know, uh, you yeah. got a register. Registration costs a couple hundred bucks. Then I was bringing a lot of people with me, and I was paying for people to go. And, you know, airline yeah. tickets, hotels. I was doing all that stuff, right? But, you know, every day, like, I wasn't the Louis bag, Gucci bag, big, Ben's car or none of that type of person. So, I mean, I didn't want nobody to know what I was doing. I didn't want to look crazy, right? Um, yeah. But I did buy a house. It was a regular, normal house that you would buy if you had bread or no bread. You know, it wasn't wasn't nothing to write write about, but it was it was big for me. Absolutely. You know, it was big for me and for my family. So, you know, I did those type of things, but nothing crazy. You know, you know I'm a chiming. You know, I'm a chiming on this, right? <laughs> <laughs> Are you frozen again, bro? You like a fucking BBQ's drink. This the I don't know. We want to the word that are coming out of my mouth. And now you work, and now you're frozen. Now you got the crazy. That looks good though. Oh, the hell. Hate it. Hate <laughs> the connection. I don't know what the fuck is going on, bro. We gotta fix it. But what I was gonna say was, um, once again, man, we talk about the psychology of just wanting to do better and yeah. then starting to see yourself doing better, right? Mm -hmm. So again, like you know, I would say, like, don't be so hard on yourself because, like, Facts. like success is one of the biggest drugs out there. You understand? Mm -hmm. Yes, it being, is being able to provide. We're not talking about an actual drug. We're just talking about the, the the feeling of I made it and I don't have to, you know, fight and scrap and claw for food. And you know what I'm saying? And I can provide for my family. That shit, that shit will intoxicate you way more than any alcoholic beverage, any more than way, fucking, more. way more. You know what I'm saying? So, again, you know, I would, I, you know, and I don't know if you do this with yourself because I know we are, we're hard on ourselves a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I would I would. I would hope that you give yourself a little bit more leeway and a little bit more understanding, like self-understanding, right? And yeah. say, like, y'all know what I did was wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but again, like I understand, you know, in the circumstances that I did this shit in, it was right for the moment and it helped alleviate things in the moment. And let me say this to you, right? Mm -hmm. No, it sounds kind of crazy, but a lot of times, often in our community, right? It takes us to really go through some shit to really become our true selves for us to really turn yeah. it. it really, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It really takes for us to really go through some shit and really, you know, get knocked on our ass and, you know, get some bumps and bruises and scrapes yeah. for us to really turn the corner and develop the fortitude to be like, now I understand. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, he pardoned now. That boy pardoned. If he wasn't frozen, <laughs> nigga, that's, a, that's going viral. Yeah. You, you are I'm again. no way. You're absolutely correct. And one yeah. one of the things too is that why I hone so much on that too is because like I you know I speak to you know I go around speaking at different schools and I talk to the yeah. youth and actually I go to the Department of Youth Services where you have young women that are 
locked up right now. One young lady, she's um, in there for a murder, only, you know, gotten at 15 years old. So when we talk about, when I talk about me, right, I want them to have the understanding. I don't want, I don't want to give, I don't want anyone to think of excuses, right? I don't want to think of excuses. What I want you to think of is circumstances that cause us to make certain decisions based upon, like you're saying, psychological and systematic pressures that we have surrounding us, right? Yeah. But one thing that we always got to let kids know is that you do have a choice, though. Mm. No matter what, no matter what it is, you do have a choice. And there's too much information out here nowadays. You have far more reach nowadays. You see far more than we've seen 10 years ago, 15 years ago in the world today that you know there's more than just what's surrounding you. You know, Everybody knows this. That's it's it. about... How do I get there? Yeah, that's the that's the million dollar question, sis in our hood. Yeah. And this is why we try to create stuff like this so we can, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, how the hell do you get there? How do you go somewhere you've never been? How do you reach heights and, and, and dream and say you could be what you've never been if I never seen nobody actually fucking accomplish it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I want to be always as real, as real as possible. Um, for for the, this is reality, you know. It's yeah. not it's not a car not just like these you know tiktok commercials or you know uh, it's not a movie it's not a tv show it's not none of that when you die you die there's no coming back from death right yeah. when you go to jail you can't just say oh i'm tired of being here today i'm ready to go i learned my lesson no you got 15 more years to go right so at the end of the day we have to be real about it from all aspects yeah. you know from every aspect and i and i want to always make sure that when I'm speaking to anybody like, yeah, it was, I, I could laugh about it now, but I'm just happy to be alive. And one of the things you said that just being able to take care of bills, breathe, live, do all that stuff, the feeling of real freedom. I mean, like not worrying about nothing, not worrying about the police on your head, not worrying about not having enough, not worrying about being stuck nowhere. Like that's a freedom that I don't know many people in, in my surroundings that actually know what that really means. It's not like when you just get out, because when you get out, you don't have nothing, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> that's yeah. not really even be that's not even being free. Yeah, you're, you're just out. Out. And you're back, you're back to square one. Being free is being able to get up and go where you want to go, do what you want to do, having the ability to be able to do that. That's real freedom. And that's what all of us are seeking, real freedom. Message. That's a fact, man. Yeah, you 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 nailed that, sis. Yeah, but I, I would I would love to know, like I know because we we had it up on time, sis. But I definitely yeah. want to talk about what you're doing right now with reform. But I also want to talk about your experience in prison, right? Could you just yeah. walk us through, like like what are some experiences that you had in prison? What are some things that you wouldn't mind sharing? Like because like I said, you was regular, sis. You was working, you was doing this, yeah. and then you, you had to experience a life changing moment. So what was that moment for you, and how did you get through the year and a day? I don't even know. I it was all God. I'm telling you for real. Like I I um I went to when I went to the feds in 2014. I went to the feds, right? Mm. And um I was a self surrender. So that means that when you're self surrender, you can find your way to wherever your destination is, right? right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they had given me the destination of Lexington, Kentucky, oh. and I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. So. They allowed me to, first of all, I was sentenced in October of 2013, you know, they allowed me to handle my affairs and everything. So 
Um, I was scheduled to leave on January 16th, my son's birthday. Wow. <laughs> to go to prison, right? My oldest son's birthday. Um, and make it to Lexington, Kentucky on my own. Because they just knew I was going to show up. <laughs> right? wow. They just knew I would get there, right? So um, I remember the day, you know, that morning when it was time for me to go get on this bus. I, I, you know, I got on the Greyhound bus. I didn't want to take a flight, right? I got a Greyhound bus ticket. It was going to take me, I think, 21 hours on the bus to get there. They had a time. I had to be there by a certain time, right? Wow. And I couldn't be within 15 minutes late of that time. Wow. So I got on the bus, you know, while I was on that bus ride, uh, before I got on that bus, you know, my sister and my two sons drove me to the bus station. And, um, you know, I just squeezed everybody as tight as I could. I know I wasn't going to see them for, for the time I was going to be gone. And I got on the bus and um, I was just looking at them through the window. And it's like, you know, I could just see everybody was just frozen there. You know, I'm frozen staring at them. They standing there frozen. They didn't even get back in the car right away. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like this crazy, nasty feeling. Like I was scared of what would happen to my sons when I was took this direction on this bus. Um, but so, you know, I got on that bus, I was riding on the bus, took my hand, you know, you can't have no weave in your hair. I had to take my braids out, pop my nails off, <laughs> do all of that and just have time to think and prepare myself to into this place. Like, I didn't know what I was going to expect there. Um, I just prayed the whole time on my way. I was scared. I, I was scared. Honestly, wow. I was scared. You know, my favorite shows, Law and Order, and all those shows. I see what happens, what's going on. I don't know what I'm gonna face when I get over here, right? That's so, um, the bus. Uh, when we finally got there, I get off the bus. I call a cab because it's about 15 minutes from the Walmart. That's where it goes out there, right? So it starts snowstorming when I get off the bus. Call the cab. The cab comes. He start. I get in the cab. He starts sliding down the hill. Hits another mm -hmm. car. Bam! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make that shit up. <laughs> yeah. He hit it so hard. I mean, I flew like boom, right? And he, you know, he's like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta call." It. I said, "No, no, no, please." I said, "I can't, I can't. I don't know. I don't. I'm not hurt. Nothing. I gotta go because I can't be late." Wow. I can't call and say, "Oh, I got into a car accident down the street." You know, I'm not doing that. So, I um. Another cab come, brings me there. And when uh, I got there, there was this lady, this white lady, little white lady, old white lady. Her and her husband was in the bins. She had all these Louis Vuitton suitcases. <laughs> and she's thinking she could bring this in here with her. <laughs> oh, like, no. She thought she was like, a man. She was, she was going oh, 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 to oh, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Ayana, uh, one question. I, I gotta interrupt you. When you seen that and you knew she couldn't bring in, was this your first response? What the f is wrong with this guy? Am I kidding me or what? <laughs> that, that, absolutely. I <laughs> laugh. I laugh. show is you watching. How could That's you not crazy. laugh? That's crazy. That's wild. How could you not laugh? This was this but she first of all, I don't even know why she was going here. Like why are they wasting money for someone to go here for 30 days? She could have did probation or something. Right, right. 30 wow. days. Facts. Right? So this is why I say this is all about the system makes money. This 30 days, you really needed this lady to come here for 30 days? It made no sense. She's an older lady. I mean, her and her husband were old. Like, they probably should have had a PCA or something. You know, like, help. 
and she had her that he he took her luggage out and they had him piled up at the door and when uh -huh. he opened the door when they opened the door they was like ma'am you can't bring this in and she said what am i gonna wear <laughs> oh my goodness That's it's hilarious to me right but imagine never being in that situation she's probably like in her 60s right she was a, she was she probably was older than that she was an elderly lady honestly wow. right and um you come here it was a camp i was in camp so it was just a big open wide facility you open the door the thing that was scary to me is there's no locks on these people don't lock the doors around here somebody could be looking for somebody that snitched on them i gotta figure out where my hiding spaces is in case anybody comes in here um, the men's prison was next door, but that was a, uh, that's a, it was, a, it was a medium, I think next door. I think it was a medium facility. So they had the wire fences and everything, but the women, yeah. like they were driving cars around the compound, you know, inmates driving cars. They, they, um, run the compound. There's very little CEOs around there. Right. Oh, no, that was, that was the spot Martha Stewart went to. <laughs> no, 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 no. Martha Stewart <laughs> and all those girls was in Connecticut. I'll be give me the car. No, no, no. Okay, I'll drive back to Kansas. That's a fact. Kentucky niggas really going to get Kentucky fried chicken. I'm going to go ahead and be Listen. back. We're going to go to get some authentic Kentucky fried chicken. Kentucky was crazy. The girls that live out there, they listen, they it's nothing but farms and meth labs, and we, you know, they Kentucky was something else. Wow. It was, it was. They used to the doors wasn't locked. There was a gym in the basement. I used to just work out and go to um, church, and in the basement there was a back door that stayed open. So people that lived close by, they would have people, you know, bringing them packages, and they would walk right into the gym. The dudes just walk in with packages, and I would be scared as hell. Like, what if they try to kill somebody in here? Like, I would just be terrified. That's crazy. It's crazy. You know what's the hardest thing that I would think that I would think mentally, sis. Is knowing that you have a date on it, yeah, like that that October or whatever, all the way to your daytime. It's like your yeah, motherfucking food, nigga. That, that week leading up to it, food, food, everything tasting great, everything's like this. You're like shit. You're mentally, you know, what I'm saying, making sure your fares in order. Your fares can never be in order the way you want never. it to be. You know, what I'm trying to say. So it's like dealing with that, sis. And and you know, I'm thinking about as you tell the story. What's one thing in your experience in jail, in prison? What's one thing that you would change? What's the um, one thing, or what's one thing? You know what I mean. That you. What's one piece outside of, of going at all? To hell yeah, we don't want a motherfucking. Uh, when I Rina got Louis. at the camp, um, I, the only thing, like honestly, the medical care is an issue. You know, there was gotcha. the things that I seen. It's not you know medical care. There is not a priority. So, you know, women have all sorts of different issues that could come across, right? Um, so. I experienced four young ladies that were there that were young, in their 20s. Um, and I just remember first there was like two people came back from the hospital talking about they had a hysterectomy. And I was like, a hysterectomy? You don't get a hysterectomy at this age in your life. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I mean, they say they had no other pre-existing conditions. There was nothing ever wrong before they got over there. Um, and then there was another girl that came back and I knew her. So I, you know, I was asking her questions like, why did, why did they, why did you agree for them to do something like that to you here? You know, yeah. why, why did you, why was that even an option? So it's like, instead of them actually treating you for whatever they could treat you for, that was like the solution to chop you up. 
Oh, and, shit. Yeah, so it, there was four four young girls. I mean, they were young, you know. One young lady was saying that she um she, could, she just couldn't stop bleeding. She was hemorrhaging. And um, they took her over to the hospital after however many days of her hemorrhaging and complaining about this issue. And when she did come back like a week later, she had had a hysterectomy. And it's like, that can't be, is that the only thing they do is hysterectomy? Like I, I, so from there, I was like, I don't care what's wrong with me. I'm never gonna say nothing's wrong. I'm not going, you know, I'm not doing that. But you know, when you don't have people to advocate for you, when you don't have anyone listening to you, when you don't have the right voice, or know what's going on, and you just have to, if you feel you just have to accept whatever someone gives you, that's what's gonna happen to you. And that's the, and that's the, it's the information, knowing that shit. Like, how many of those stories, sis, you saw that, how many, now multiply that across every jail across America, across every scenario, yeah. every situation, it's like, what the fuck? And they have zero yeah. voice. When you hear people talking about, hmm? Yeah, bro. I'm just saying it's just cost effectiveness. It's a business. It's a business. It's a business, right? Look at what yeah. they eat. Look at what they eat. Look at the jail cells. It mm -hmm. is the bare minimum. That's all I want to say. It's the bare minimum, right? It's cost, it's profit over cost operating a procedure. That's it. That's You're all right. it is. What mm -hmm. when do you think they're gonna bring you think they're gonna bring in Harvard or fucking Yale doctors or Columbia based that fuck no. They're going to bring in regular doctors. They're going to diagnose you yeah. the best they can. And it, you, guess what? Take it or leave it. Because if you don't want, you can. You know what you can say, right? Because when you get locked up, anybody that don't know, before you even go to prison, yeah. how about this? Before you even go to prison, here's, here's a little bit of information. When you get locked up and you go to anywhere with what's called central bookings or the tombs or anywhere where they mm -hmm. centrally house you before you get arraigned, the very yeah. first thing they do is, is the doctor examines you or they say, do you want to be, you can turn down medical treatment right then and there. You can you fucking have pneumonia or whatever the fuck going on. And there's a doctor or whatever the fuck, EMT there or whatever the fuck they are. And they be like, are you sick? And if you say no, they go, next. <laughs> you, yeah. know you could be coughing up blood and shit. And they be like, oh, he said yeah. he ain't sick. Next. Yeah. So again, like, just understand that that's the system. That's the yeah. system. And 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 they're gonna say, you know what? If you didn't like it, you shouldn't have did no nothing to get in trouble. That's always gonna be their answer to All why the they. I ain't gonna hold All you. I I I feel like I could survive from the top. You know what'll kill me in jail? My fucking food. Yeah. The food would kill me. I I, I don't. I'm not eating a fucking bologna sandwich. I go in a book and no, I come out looking like Castaway. No, it's not. It's but, not. It's not the food. It's, it's the isolation. But remember I think this. I deal with that. I think it's the back food. then, when I was there, it was the time that uh, Michelle Obama was doing the healthy food in prison thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so you they were eating. So you was having tofu. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, my yeah. tofu was nasty free, nigga. Yeah, hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do. No, I, 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 I ain't fuck with no tofu. I go, I go right up to the lunch staff. And like, oh, we don't play that. Let's <laughs> 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 put that fucking wop on my fucking plate. And food is punishment. You know yeah. that that's the that's you know how could food be contraband? Yeah. See, but that you know, I have. A, I, I I'm yes. gonna bring you in. We are gonna talk about this off camera, sis. Yeah. But I yeah. got an idea, right? Prison cuisine. I want to do a little what? pop up shot. I'm dead ass serious. I I had the best motherfucking food I met in my life from a from my cousin was a chef up north. We can't keep talking about it. You know what I mean? People listening to this shit, we don't fuck around. Put that shit in the go, man. Snatch the idea. 
I don't give a fuck, son. And then you seen it first? And we're gonna do our own. They could do it, they could do a podcast, but they can't do it like us. We don't want to give away all the motherfuckers. So, so, but they can't do it like us. Bro, I don't they get, can't like you. Once it's once it's yeah. yours, nobody can duplicate it. That's it. Yeah. I, there's a dime dozen. Like I had some fucking pork right. chops for Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker brought some <laughs> nigga coated the shit without breadcrumbs. Nigga threw some Cheetos on this motherfucker. Nigga like this. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm doing it, sis. We gonna do. It. I'm gonna bring you in on this. You gonna be an early investor. We gonna bring our shit. Yo, you wanna see how crazy taste? Some cuisine shit that tastes good. It's called a twenty-three and one, motherfucker. I didn't eat that stuff. I didn't. I didn't do the yeah. um. I didn't do the the um the chef enough in there. I, I wasn't trying to get them people my my money. Yeah, I imagine. You know what I do want to say also is um people don't understand that when one person goes to jail, it affects your whole entire family, your immediate family, right? Yeah. Um, People think that, oh, one person went to jail, you know, the family's okay, whatever the case may be. That's not true because depending on your role as a, a provider or whoever you are to the family, when you take yourself out of that role, there's a void to be filled. That's number one. And then number two, emotional uh, duress. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, when we used to go visit my pops up in jail and all that. You know, when they say, like, he doing a bit, we all doing the fucking bit. Because however yeah. long he did, we, we on that bus eight hours a day through the snow, like you said. On the phone. You know, you 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 look forward to, to getting those. Um, You know when you get a prison letter, right? You get them letters. You see the, the handwriting. It's like five different lines. It's, who fucking address is this fucking off? Yeah. It's added. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, again, like psychologically, right? Mm-hmm. How does play on your family even if somebody else didn't go to prison or jail at that time knowing that their loved one is there listening to the stories that you're writing home about going to see you and seeing real time what that does it affects people and then like you said now look now your son unfortunately Mm -hmm. in that position and once again the cycle repeats so guess what you've been out of prison for 10 years but if your son does a bid you're gonna do that bid with us i'm doing it I'm, do, I'm absolutely doing that same thing. I'm doing the same thing with them. And, um, you know, like I, one of the things that I teach and with my nonprofit organization is called A Year and a Day Foundation. Yeah. And um, it's for the justice impacted. We all are because, like yeah. you said, one person goes, we're all there with them, the whole family. So, yeah. you know, whether it's you're getting less now or you got to double compensate because, you know, one of the contributors to the household is gone. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, a lot of catching up to do. Then some, you know, it just, it just turns into a whole, you know, it's a family, you know, it's a family, the family is going when it's time to go to court, when it's time to send money up, it's a yeah. family thing. That's real shit. Yeah, yeah. Man. I, I would love to know how we, you know, we could talk off of, of line too, since we want to know, I definitely want to know how we could help you on that. You know what I'm saying? People yeah, that are part of the foundation, like now seriously, like, these stories need to get out, right? But what if yeah. somebody doesn't know how to tell their story in a way to get mm-hmm. that engagement or something like that? Like these stories need to be told. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a, um, you know, I'm a big supporter of anyone that's trying to do anything that makes their lives better and to support and to give back to to anyone else because we need it. Um, the best people to help us is the people that are us. You know, um, no that's- one else can. No one else can do what we can do because we know it firsthand. So we don't need any doctor that we don't need you to go to school and learn about it. We need you to have been in the trenches with it. So um, right now you have a lot of nonprofit organizations and, you know, a lot of for-profit organizations that are 
run by, you know, formerly incarcerated persons. And that's because they know how this should go. They know what's needed when you're inside and when you um, come home for you to be successful and not have recidivism turn into a large number, you know? So it's very important that it's told and run by the people who know how um, best fit to run it. And, um, like me, I have a partner with Google. Um, I, I partner with Google on Growth Google, so that um, I have access for justice impacted folks that you know sign up with my uh, website or register through me. They can go on and learn different digital skills and certificates to um, you know learn a new skill when they come home. Some people come home from twenty years, twenty five years. They don't know what the internet is. They don't know how to do an email. Like this, from anything from a basic basic digital skills to, you know, a certificate level of something else. I'm working right now on, um, well, not that I'm, I'm working on dates where I'm going to have them in person so that, you know, you can have people with you. So you can do it self-paced, but for me, I feel like if you had a group of people with you, you'll get through it much faster because you have a team with you. You know, some people could do Absolutely. it on their own, but you could do it together too. I also have a, a program that is from Google just as well that teaches kids how to, um, well, it's, it's geared towards kids, right? It teaches them how to make beats using Google products. So that's Fine. the thing that I'm going to be putting out there. So I'm, you know, I'm reaching, I'm reaching in and I'm giving back and I'm trying to not even just give back, but just give, you know, it's not like, what do I owe people? Right. I didn't, I, what do I owe people? You owe, you owe yourself, you know, you owe yourself. You owe yourself. Yeah. I owe my sons when people say, Oh, well, did you feel bad? I, I really had a problem with people saying victims, like, who did I hurt? You know what I mean? But the victims to me are my, my kids. And I see that right now from my son being in a situation that he's in right now, you know, those are my victims. That's who I feel that I failed, you know? And so I know that another mother who's been the same route that I have, I know she feels she's failed her kids too. So let me see what I can give of me or from my resources to give her to be able to give to them. Uh, the father, you know, it's it's real hard on the guys, you know? They have, a, they, they got it, they get more, more stuff, <laughs> you know? They get more stuff, but again, the position that a male role plays is the head of the household. So he would have more because he has more that he needs to, to give out, right? Absolutely. Same for women. Women are heads of households too, unfortunately, right? So we have to make sure that we're supporting uh, our community and whatever formation that is, we have to make sure that we're doing that because nobody's going to save us. Nobody's going to keep it together. Nobody's going to make it better for us but us. That's it. Yeah, nobody coming to save us, yo. Woo, you spit. You know, I, I gotta believe, I, you know, I gotta be like a pressure relief valve for you because I, I, I hear what you're saying. And like I said, because yeah. we, we've been through this, I feel it, but I'm gonna keep it. I gotta keep it all the way 100. You I know? love you doing this for me. No, I, I, no because I, I, I lived uh -huh. it. I, I'm telling you, like, I lived it. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm just keeping it real. Like, you could have done everything right and your mm -hmm. son could have ended up in prison because you know what? You know what? God, guys, human beings, human beings, period, but boys are fucking knuckleheads. And like I said, sometimes I'm just being honest. Like I was, I was a fucking terror, y'all. And I'm not gonna hold you. Like I was the Tasmanian devil of the I'm just being real with you. It wasn't, it wasn't that I wasn't like intelligent. It wasn't that I was slow. Yeah. I had a mental disorder. It's just 
it just I just wanted to do what the fuck I wanted to do. Like you know, it just took me it took me a very long time, I guess, mentally for me to develop that grasp of like this is wrong and you shouldn't do it. It was just yeah. more like impulse. I think it's more like impulsing. Like I feel it, it feels good. Fuck it. <laughs> you know but do you, do you feel like that was you know also survival skills? Do you think that you know because some people live, so you know, off of survival skills. You know, they're just trying to survive. No. Right. No, absolutely. No, absolutely. It, you know, my, my basis and Jared to tell, you know, where we grew up at, it was definitely like kill or be killed. It was yeah. definitely the jungle. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying in general, right? Yeah. I think, and we're parents that, so now I get to look at it through a, through a different lens because I have children, right? Yeah. So now I look at it through a different lens, right? So now me and Jared, like Jared's, son, uh, Jared's oldest is 15. My youngest is 15, right? Mm -hmm. So I would, Sons is around to say my oldest is 22, but now I can look at them and we look at them like, motherfucker, what you doing that stupid shit for? You ain't even living in that. You know what I mean? Like, you like, you ain't even gotta do that. You ain't even living in that situation. You don't even know what that's about. So now you just doing that shit because you're dumb. Big old dummy. But honestly, right? You know, true. Don't take this the wrong way. Like moms. And I hear this from a, a young black man, right? Moms coddle their fucking boys too fucking long. Yeah. Y'all coddle, coddle men too long. You don't let men kind of grow up and understand responsibility at a young age so that they can develop that responsibility, responsibility yeah. mentality. You wait too fucking long. So by the time you want us to be responsible, we still acting like fucking knuckleheads yeah. because you've been coddling us so long that we, when you want us to be ready, now we're not ready. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So that's all I'm saying, right? You know, your son, with the tutelage that you gave him, you gave him the best that you could, right? The best that yeah. you could with, with what you were given. But at some point in time, you've got to hold him responsible for the decisions oh, yeah. that right? Every time I got in trouble, I never, I get in trouble by myself. Even when I'm with somebody else, I'm by myself because I never put my, what I did on somebody else. You know what I mean? Right. Like me, I'm 10 toes down. If I did it, listen, you caught me, then you don't need to, don't ask me no questions. You right. got me, you know everything then. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. I took responsibility for the things that I did, but I think you need to just allow people to be like, yo, you old enough to know right from wrong. You old enough to know the decision that you're making and just understand that you just want to bump your head a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it, it just takes, everybody path cannot be the same. It's not, absolutely. Fact though, just Absolutely. can't be the same. Everybody's not going to go to school, get straight A's, go to you know, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to every some people going to slip, some people going to fall, some people going to slide face first. Everybody's process is different, you know. And I mm -hmm. think that we have to just start putting, um, you know, let start giving accountability to more people at a younger age to say, if you know this and you know that, mm -hmm. then you know what you're doing over here too. You know what I'm no, saying? Right. That's one thing I, I, I give you credit. You stutter. He's like, no, he, he, he's standing on what he's standing on. So I, I definitely respect that. So. Yeah. yeah. Because but, but as a, you, as a parent, you know? you're yeah. always going to feel like, you know, well, most parents, you know, especially moms, right? With yeah, the yeah. nurture. So we're always going to feel like it, it's so funny because, you know, I didn't grow up with my dad in the house. Right. And so when when you don't grow with your dad in the house and then you there's a dad in the house and you like dad's a structure and discipline like right it's so weird to me <laughs> it's mm -hmm. so weird to me but i know how necessary it is yeah. but when you didn't grow up like that it's like oh man that's just me you know it just be me but 
you know, I get it. I saw some uh, some video that went viral today of a dad disciplining, giving his son structure. And the mother's like, no, just have him come on home because you too mean over there. That's why nobody like you over there. And it's like, yeah, you. it's not about being liked. These are the things that go along with raising a child. And they need Absolutely. they need nurturing, they need love, but they also need structure and discipline. And it Man, is very nice. Really? Yeah, no, I'll keep it all the way real. Good ass whooping and saved my life <laughs> many a night. A good okay. ass whooping made me get out the car like Trey on these niggas. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, it, Ayana, it has to be life is about balance, and I'm not talking yeah. about 50 people, but I'm talking about the understanding of of consequences to every action that you do. I tell my children, yeah. and Jared to tell you this right now, I tell my children this, I don't give a fuck. I'm daddy first and I'm friend second. Absolutely. I'm daddy first and I'm friend second. I'm not, I'm not trying to be your motherfucking friend. You got friends out there to be your friend. I'm your parent. My job is to give you yeah. foundation and structure and discipline and understanding of what you're gonna face when you're a grown man. You don't have to, you don't have to like me, you're gonna respect me. And then when you get older, you will have these, these, these teachings and these morals to fall back on, and those might save your life. Because I'm being honest with you, if it wasn't for people like Jared's uncle and Jared's, you understand, Jared's father, and them, give me that hard discipline. And some, of course, you don't want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? When they sitting you down and you can't play and shit. But guess right. what? When you sitting in that cell or you sitting by yourself in a place you don't want to be, and you thinking, and that's right. that solitude. It's that's the shit that you hold on to, and yeah. that's the shit that, is, that you can build yourself back in and help build the foundation on the top. Tell me what it is. You muted, Jared. You gonna mute? I said that deserved the baby message one. That was yeah. that. Was my think, dad. You know what I'm saying? I I know we ran up on time too, sis. Yeah. Um, do you still have some time? Because like, it's up to you, sis. Because I, you know, I want to bring you How back on. This is your platform. Can we do? Can we do five more minutes? Let's, let's do five. Let's make, let's so listen. Let's. What? What's one message that you want to give? So this is five minutes. Take the platform. Talk to the audience, ladies and gentlemen. This is the uh, Ayana Bean Show at this point. Take <laughs> the platform. Talk to the audience and, and and spread spread the message that you want the audience to to know and understand from you right now. What I want everyone to understand for me is that everything is, you know, everything is love and respect. Everything is. And, you know, the first form of love that you have to really get in tune with is yourself. You have to learn to do that before you give it away to anybody. Right. Because if you don't know how to do it for yourself, then how do you know how to, to do the action of love to give to anybody else? And I think um, for me. I didn't know how to, and probably I even struggle with that even now. Like I really never learned how to really do that. I always was a person who puts others and, you know, before myself. So I'm just starting to kind of learn about myself, right? And when you're young, everything is intensified. It's intensified. Like everything is just a hundred on a hundred. And you got to give yourself some time to even understand what that is. And um, you know, I just really talking to the kids these days, um, there's so much more pressure on them than there was for, for me back in my time, because they see so much and they're, they're like pressure to, you can't, you can't, you're not it. If you don't have that, you gotta have this, you gotta have all these things that boy, that stuff comes so much later in life, you know, like you can't afford those things. You can't obtain those things by doing anything legit. 
And so it puts more pressure on them to go out here and do something crazy. You got, you know, every every time you hear girls talking, it's like, well, this is what I got for a nigga to pay for. Like, well, that's prostitution, right? That's you, know? Right. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that's what it is. Um, you know, there's so many things that you could do to educate yourself, to gain knowledge of yourself so that you can put yourself wherever it is that you want to be. And everyone can do that the right way without having a pain to their life, you know, but it's you got to take those bumps on the head. You want to learn those hard lessons, which is fine. But just know, like we just talked about, it comes with consequences when you don't do it the right way. So. My whole point is that I, I hope that anyone that does take a look at my story knows that, yes, I, I made horrible decisions. I struggled. I, I didn't do everything that was right. Um, I had good intentions, but it didn't work out that way. But today is 2024. I've been home 10 years. Uh, oh, did you get a horn every time I had asked <laughs> <laughs> You get the fist pump. <laughs> I've been home 10 years. I have two grandkids. I have two adult sons. I have uh, a fiance that, you know, gives me all the love in the world. I have great friends and family. All my family is, you know, everything to me. And I just can't, these days I can't fail. So there was a time I thought it was nothing but darkness and I was going to be in darkness forever and I was never going to come out. But all I see is light. You know what I mean? All I see is light. I went through that. You know, you don't have to go through that. I, I went through it. I know where you're at. Meet people where they're at sometimes, too. Meet you got to. Right? You can't expect, yeah. you can't, I can't expect you to be over here when you're really right here. And then don't lie about where you're at. Be, yeah. mm. be honest about where you're at. That's yeah. another important thing. Like, you know you can't get the Gucci bag. You can't yeah. get it. Not today. Right? You don't even probably need that today. What you need is to have some understanding in life and some skills that will make sure that you're able to do something like that when you can. It's no rush for none of this stuff. Everything is going to be right where it's at. People, I, talk to somebody who's who been in there 10, 15, 20 years and came home. Where's their friends at? Where's the street? They're just still right there. That's Nothing's changed. Nothing changed. Everybody's still right there. You don't have to rush nowhere to do nothing. Take your time with life. And I mm. rushed through a lot of things. I became a, a mom at 17 the first time, right? I became a mom at 17. Um, and another thing that, that I don't talk about, like my oldest son's father was, was murdered before I even know I was pregnant. Wow. So there's a lot of traumas there. And, and, and my son just found this out a few years ago. Like me and my partner from high school we raised him as our son you know so that was oh. something that he didn't know so like i said this, my story's crazy i didn't put it all out there on bt but... <laughs> first of all we're gonna celebrate your next month for women's history month we're gonna bring ayana back and being back for part two because <laughs> this shit was real yeah. i just i just gotta say it again you know i salute yeah. you queen because you yeah. know look at look at just what you said man First of all, this this interview, you just empowered nothing but strength and strength and fortitude and fortitude. You know what I mean? Mental, emotionally. You know, I just, you know, I, I gotta celebrate you for that because that's you, you know, just listening to your story, again, a lesser person would have broke any one of those steps that you were taking and at any time could have could have failed or broken, just given yeah. up. Yeah. Have get you know, given up. So, you know, I just want to salute you for that and say that. You know, it is a reason. Uh, 
unfortunately, I believe everything happens for a reason. I think we are a product of not only the good, but the bad things that we go through in life because life is learned intelligence from experience, right? We are who we are in this moment based on what we've been through in the past, right? So yeah. to become the version of you that you are today, that now you're helping so many people and now you can be this 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 icon in a sense to for the culture, you, you, unfortunately, you had to get a little couple bumps and bruises, but niggas get bumps every day, B. You be all right? You know Yeah, we appreciate you. Let, let the people know where they can find you at. I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to get a lot of followers behind this. Man. this <laughs> well, you can slide in my DMs like y'all did. <laughs> no. Oh, 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 pause. <laughs> nah, ain't a pause. 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 <laughs> Shooters gotta shoot. B shooters gotta shoot. I mean, that's true. Right? I don't, I'm not doing no slide, no DM. I'm afraid of rejection. I'm afraid of rejection. But I'm 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 always active on like my Instagram. So if anyone wants to reach out to me, they can they can reach out to me through there. Um, I always mostly try to respond back to everyone, even if it's just to say hello or whatever. My email is posted up on my um, social media as well. Um, I have my website link is up there. So if you go to uh, my Instagram is miss, M-S dot Y-A-N-A-B-E-A-N. And that's on all social media platforms. Um, so you can follow what I'm doing there and reach out to me through any of those platforms. Um, also, my uh, nonprofit organization, A Year and a Day Foundation, you can check me out on there, which is at A Year and a Day Foundation. Um, and then the website is A Year and a Day Foundation dot org. Um, and I'm all, all over the social media streets, you know, I'm doing my thing. I'm still building and, and, and learning and and trying to make make it happen. And that's what's always going to happen. If I as long as I'm alive, I'm going to keep on trying. And I learned a big not that Jay-Z said anything that nobody else has said or nobody else is doing the other day. But the platform in which he spoke Crazy. to us on was important for him to speak from that platform right, to right. say it to us in the right. tone that he said it to us because it is very important that no matter what you continue to show up you yeah. can fall you can get the bumps and you get the bruises but keep on getting up stand up dust yourself off and show up because there's a lot of people that are behind you and that were before you that never stood back up because they didn't get a chance and so, I, 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 it was such a bar. It froze me. You froze me <laughs> up. <laughs> you froze me. It's true. A lot of people don't make it home. If they don't make it home, like you talk about, oh, uh, I only got six months sentence or whatever sentence. You could go in there one day, an hour or two, and you won't return. So it's very important that people don't assume that numbers, small numbers, equate to anything easy. It's not. Right. You, yeah. you know what's the you real can't. we heard on this show too, Queen? The, the, the place of this? We had Shannon Holmes on the show. Oh, he, yeah. He, yeah. He, he yeah. already know, be more careful. I met him. I met him. Yeah, I met him. That, that's the bro. He came, he said, yeah. he said, yo, I was going home. He said, the realest thing I ever heard was never go home again. He was like, yeah. yeah, I'm about to go home. He's like, no, like, come home. This building is not there. Yeah. It's a pregnant that weren't there. The stores <laughs> is not there. So he yeah. said, regardless of how long, you could never go yeah. home again because the place you leave is not going to be the same when you return. That was one of never. the realest bars I've heard on this show. That's true. He's a good guy. I met him uh, in Detroit at um, the book fair. 
Shannon. Oh, that, that's the that, that's the bro. We gotta get y'all yeah. together, champ. I wanna get you in touch with champ. Oh, yeah. bro. No. You already know. Oh, yeah. Champ was up do... in Boston with me. Oh yeah, he was. Word. He came up here for the year in the day foundation on workshop. I was doing called Beyond the Bars. Yes, my guy. That's the bro. You know that. I want to say, but you know, Boston ain't too friendly anyway. You know. Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah. You, you come up here with me, everybody friendly. Nah, nah, <laughs> we don't do Red Sox. We don't do Red Sox. I'm coming up there with the Yankee Blue Boy. You don't even know. Are you right? No, you right. <laughs> I want to go to OP. Take me to fucking. I want to go with New Edition. Well, it's, 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 you know, we can do that. Please. I just want me and Jerry gonna come up there like in what's that movie? Old Town. What's the <laughs> Old Town. You talking about with Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck and you're talking about when they was robbing the bank. You want to go to That's right. <laughs> You want to go to not, Charlestown. I ain't trying to go nowhere. <laughs> this nigga talking like that. They watching this show. <laughs> You're talking about the town. It was it's not old. The town, yeah. I said old town. The town. The yeah. Town. Let's go get Good. You want to go to South Boston? Yeah. But, but before we before we go um, to sis, just want to tell you uh, once again, thank you for sharing your story, sis. Thank you for coming on our platform. Like you know, the, the fact that of how you change your you know change your life around your mindset. Your mindset is the most impressive thing that I think throughout right. this whole this whole interview. The way you've triumphed, the way you've come back. You know, you could I've known people that go to jail, come back, and their mind is gone. Yeah. And you're able to help others. You're able to give back and and be so real with us, like the things with your son. Like, so one, I want to tell you, we praying for you. You got brothers here in New York. If you need Thank anything, you. like I put the number in the private chat. Put your sis. We're gonna start the group right. chat. You yeah, in New York? Yeah. We are gonna go get something to eat. We are gonna chill, but we could. Okay, build. I'll be you, out there in a few weeks. Actually, no, no, no. Yeah, we we That's know we, we always feel every guest that we've had on the show. We created a three way group chat with us and the guests. Okay, um, so that we can you know further the relationship because this is only the first of our conversations. Um, yep. And we would love, we would absolutely love to help and be involved in any way with your nonprofit organization. Because we really believe, believe in trying to connect the dots, possibly helping you get uh, some funding or helping you get with people that can, you know, help further this thing. Because without yeah. education, then we, we have nothing out here. I appreciate that, my brothers. Thank you. We're going to have a good time coming to New York. I'm telling no, you. Right. I'll get in about two weeks. Well, I'll be here in two weeks. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I'll let I'm you know. Call you. Yeah. I'm going to definitely call y'all. Okay. Please do, sis. And, you know, th thanks again, man. And for everybody on the check-ins, a lot of people yep. on the check-in on the comments and yep. saying they love this story. Thank you for tuning Absolutely. in again. Make sure you reach out to Ayana. Is there anything you can do to help support the foundation? Make sure you get the Absolutely. book. Make sure you support this queen, man. We don't support each other. No one else will. No one's coming to save us, y'all. So we got to do this for us. Straight yeah. up. Thank and remember, you. man, remember, this show is about positivity. We ain't on no clickbait shit. So if you reach out to her, I'm telling you right now, be on your best behavior, right? You know what I'm saying? None of that fucking trolling shit. We're not about <laughs> that. No, I'm, we serious. We're serious. Yeah, like, we true, that true. trolling shit. You understand what I'm saying? And none of that ignorant shit because we will put you on blast. And, and the same way you try to embarrass her, we will embarrass your ass on this platform and more. So go with some respect. She, she's a positive black woman raising a family. And she's trying to do better and help us all do better as a culture. So approach up uh, appropriately. Big respect. Um, Thank you. Big queen. Let's go. And we out of here. With that being said, y'all, this week we also got William Benson, CEO of Billionaires Row coming through. We yeah, got yeah, yeah. Jason White coming through next week. We got Jay Alexander, the founder of FUBU, coming through on the 20th, y'all. For us. By us. Come on. What we doing? Hey. We doing this from the couch in the Bronx. What we doing, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> 
out of storage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? About to dust <laughs> off the food. I'm about to have the one pants leg up like, oh, nigga. <laughs> and just remember, ladies and gentlemen, like Jared said to y'all, and believe these numbers are, are absolutely insane. What we did last month, just to give y'all some context before we get out of here, what we did last month, just last month alone, I was shouted almost two months of views in just one month. That is how fast we are growing and glowing thanks to the viewership and the support from everybody on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. We thank y'all. We appreciative. Go buy a hoodie. <laughs> go buy a mother. Oh, hold on. Wait, wait. Before we go, Ariana, before we go, Ariana, you know we got to pay some We got to pay some bills. We'll be right back. <laughs> Yo, make sure you get your QR code. It's right there. So easy. I made it easy for y'all. Come on, B. If you scan this motherfucker, you won't get a discount. I promise you. But if you start buying more, we might be able to provide some discount. That's on the rail. If you talk to us nicely, we might make you some uh, custom shit. You know what I mean? For okay. Premium, for a premium. But that's it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I love I gotta appreciate y'all. And thanks for another episode of More Than The Title. Y'all, we out of here. Thank you. What you know about me? Heard it all, oh, what you know about me? I done it all, just one.